Well, hello, my friends, and good Monday morning to you. This is the Barnabas Bridge. My name is Roger, and behind the scenes is my wife, Angie. And we're just really thankful that you've decided to, under your own provisions, to show up and be with us this morning. Uh, as we always do on Monday, we kind of introduce a subject, and we stay with that throughout the week. And we try to pull truths out of Scripture that um, helps us kind of be encouraged and move along in the world that uh, God has placed us in. This week, I want to present to you a, a phrase that I'm sure that you heard on, on many occasions, and is in the world, not of the world. Of course, that's talking about us, that uh, as born-again believers, we're still here in this world, uh, but we're no longer of the world. And so I don't know how you take that. Uh, I, first of all, I want to say that it's not that phrase isn't specifically in Scripture, uh, word for word. But the uh, understanding of its truth is inferred to uh, throughout Scripture. And so when we hear that, sometimes we think of in the world, of the world, and, and we kind of look at it kind of a, almost a, a negative view, bemoaning the fact that we're still here. We look around the world, we say, oh my goodness, there is no hope and there is no chance. And, and, and maybe sometimes we even get a little judgmental that the world is still acting the way it is as our lives are being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'll tell you that view, that negative view of the world and sitting around and just saying, you know what, it's all going down the tubes or being critical of it. That, that part of it isn't in the Bible. In fact, I think the Bible speaks um, in a very positive light of uh, the way that we live our lives and the possibilities because of God working in us of how we can present ourselves, how we can live in this world um, that truly does have many, many, many problems that are born of sin. But nonetheless, we are here and we are moving through it. But I'll tell you, I think one of the key things that we'll be looking at this week is that our location is one thing, but where we draw the source of our information is an altogether different matter. We can be anywhere and still, if we are putting our focus and our attention, our spiritual ears tuned in to the things that God wants in our lives, I think that no matter what is taking place around us, that truth that He speaks into our lives turns over and over, and we are more to be like Christ and live in the world that I think is very scriptural. So because of that, I think one of the things that we'll do this week, we won't look negatively at anything. In fact, I think that we can pull um, positives out of Scripture, that living in the world, being not of the world, because of God working in our lives, we can have joy, we can have peace, we can have light, we can have grace, we can even have responsibilities as witnesses. And just to get us going this week, I think that there's a powerful uh, bit of scripture in Philippians, uh, really the whole, the whole passage. Um, in Philippians, uh, Paul is penning this and he talks about joy, uh, rejoicing, those type of things. And in this very short letter to the Philippian church, he, that word joy or rejoicing or some form of that is mentioned 17 different times, of course, depending on uh, which version you use. But because of that, you just know that Paul is writing this letter saying, things are awesome. So would it surprise you to know that Paul is writing this letter to the church in Philippi while he was in prison? And not only that, but he had been there for some time. And in those days, he didn't have a sentence. He was just put there to be out of sight and out of mind. So he had no idea 
when or if he would get out, or maybe this would even be the end of his life. And so when we talk about being able to be in a particular place, no matter what the location might be, and still having a completely different um, view or um, emotion, or even the actions that people are witnessing in your life, having all of that because you are drawing your information from some other source far, far away from where you might happen to be at that time. So God has got things in control. And Paul had a great vision of that. And I think that that's how it helped him be in jail, prison, and still write and say, life is good. And this is where we need to be. In chapter 3 is one of my favorites uh, of, the whole, of the whole letter. And because he's talking about pressing on. Uh, he says that I don't want, all I want to know in this world, all I need to know in this world is Christ. I want to know about Christ's resurrection. I want to understand the fellowship of his sufferings. I want to become like him, even up to and including his own death. Because everything of purity is found in Jesus Christ. He said all the things are rubbish, and now he's pressing on towards that goal. He says that he wants to do these things, forgetting about yesterday, straining towards what lies ahead. Even forgetting about the jail cell that he might be in. He says he's pressing on toward the goal to win the prize for which is God, which God has called him heavenward in Christ Jesus. Isn't that something? Paul didn't know when he woke up in the morning if he was going to live through that day. But yet, because he was drawn the source of his information from the truth, the understanding of the direction of the Holy Spirit that lived inside of him, he could even set goals. Isn't that something? The scripture I want to focus on then, he drops down in, in our Bibles on verse 17. It says, so join with others in following my example, brothers and sisters, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. Not as jail cell prisoners, but as redeemed, free men and women of Christ. Verse 18, for as I have often told you before, and I now say it even with tears, Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Now you see, he says, I see the, what's going on in the world. And the folks are, are living as enemies of Christ. And Paul doesn't criticize them. He says it brings the tears to his eyes. He's heartbroken that others might live that way. Their destiny is destruction and their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. And here's where we really need to get to today. We're drawing our source from somewhere else, not about what's going on around us or in the world. But verse 20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven. And so we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control, God's got this. Even a jail cell. Even a horrendous doctor's report. Even when our families are falling apart. Even when... The worst seems to be in our life today. God has got, con got control. And so because of that, He will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be someday like His glorious body. We are drawing our information from somewhere else because we are already citizens of heaven. It's a done deal. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
instantly you go from the destructive ways of the world to the heavenly ways of where we're headed to in, in eternity. That's where we want to be this week. And, and as we do this, I, I, I'm kind of excited because we can kind of move our way of thinking, not just like Paul. You know, we look at the world not in a critical way, not in a, a way that we have a upper hand because we're saved. No, that it breaks our heart. And how can we move in the right direction in order to perhaps influence them for Christ? As you know that uh, Jesus prayed for us uh, before he left that night. And what an encouragement that is. So he even said that I'm not going to take them out of the world, but they're going to remain here. And so, Father, be with them. And sure enough, here we are all these years later with the ability, maybe today for the first time, to look at Scripture in a different way and saying that even though we're here in this world that, well, I guess people's opinions vary, but might be falling apart, but truly is under the control of some sin. But we look at that in a heartbroken way in order to motivate us to be more like Christ. So let's say a prayer and, and we'll see how our Monday turns out. I hope you can come back the rest of the week, my friends, because I think it's going to be a good one. Dear God in heaven, I thank you so much for the message of your scripture that goes on and on and over and over that most surely we do live in a world that is in, has some major problems, but we are not of the world. And so we don't join in on it. In fact, we are leaders. You call us uh, the royal priesthood, a chosen people. People that have the power of the Holy Spirit, the all-powerful Holy God living inside of us. Lord, let us see it that today. As we go about into the masses, as we go about into the world, let us not be influenced by that, but let us be surely gathering our information from you at all moments. We pray this in the name of the King, Jesus Christ. Amen. Take care, my friends. We'll see you tomorrow morning, God willing. Bye.